is back for 2018. The Football Sec Podcast for Russia. Dust has settled and France have emerged as champions, beating Croatia 4-2 in an action-packed World Cup final. Welcome to the final edition of the Football Sack Podcast for Russia 2018. I'm your host, Ben Smith. We'll be wrapping up the final, plus looking back on a fine month of football. I'm joined today by a man who suddenly discovered he has a French grandmother, Aaron Corlett. Hey, boys. Happy to be here. Bonjour, Aaron. Bonjour. I'm also joined by a man who has committed the atrocity of wearing a France jersey over his work attire. It's Jeremy Truong. Oh, just parading this around all day, boys. Bring it on. That is one of the most naff <laughs> things I've ever seen. Oh, you got to do it for the pod, boys. It's like Hawthorne. You know, you know the Friday <laughs> no, night no, footy no games where the businessmen rock up in their Hawth- with their Hawthorne jerseys over the top of their business. It looks absolutely dreadful. I'm doing the all blue look, boys. Bring it on. I'm feeling blue looking at it, to be honest. <laughs> and so last night we witnessed one of, the, one of the better World Cup finals in recent memory. Aaron, uh, cracking game, wasn't it? It was really a game of moments rather than champagne football. When, when you look back on the game, there were just there's just so many talking points, you know, uh, leading to those pod i was wondering you know do we need two hours to uh, discuss everything because just so much happened jez what did you make of it probably one of the better games that or finals that we've had for the you know recent memory um both teams sort of played their you know their game style that they've played leading up to the this final here um france sort of adjusted um particularly with croatia's new lineup as well well not lineup but formation um modric and Rakitic playing out a little bit wider to negate Kante. Um, and yeah, old mate Giroud just still couldn't crack it, could he? <laughs> yeah, he was it, never going to score. He no, did not have no. a single shot on target at All this World Cup. Yeah. And yet he started for France in a World Cup final. So that gives hope to everyone, really, doesn't it? And he wins a medal as well. So <laughs> if I was in his shoes, I'd much rather have, you know, have the trophy than in the medal than, you know, have a goal to my yeah. name. You <laughs> know, I. I don't, yeah, I don't feel bad for him at all. He's become a French Emil Heskey. <laughs> <laughs> Except much much better looking, it must be said. Oh, that hair, boys. <laughs> Is that something you're uh, going to look to copy with your next oh, hairstyle? Yeah, yeah, I just can't grow the facial hair, that's all. But, um, yeah. Are you going to put, uh, put Mbappe on your back as well? <laughs> oh, he's, I'm ready to marry him, like I said, last pod, boys. He's my oh, boy. It's official. So the game started with Croatia dominating the early exchanges and then, typically, France scored. I mean, Griezmann, he dived, right? Was he, it just me? He he saw the contact coming and went down. Yeah, yeah, it was a dive. Pre- pre-med- it was a dive. Yeah. Maybe there's a, there's a bit of contact as he's going down, I think. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it wasn't a free kick. And, you know, there's... There's the argument, you know, Pogba was offside when Griezmann played the ball and affected Mandzukic heading it into his own goal. So, see, I don't think Pogba was offside, although I do think he did push Mandzukic, which probably led to him just deflecting it into his goals. Um, but yeah. France, just so lucky in this tournament, you know, oh, just seem to get every call, everything go their way. Um, uh, they haven't played their best all tournament, have they? Like they never really fired. They just jam donutted their way to every ga- every game. They just something happened to help them, and it was just 
you know, credit to them because they've outlasted everyone. And, you know, when we look back at it, I think they are worthy winners. But given the given the talent and in their squad and the players they left out, just the manner in which they won it seems so just peculiar. It doesn't really sit right. We wanted a, a flowing France team and, it's, and we got one who kind of asked their way to victory. If you told me that France, you know, before the tournament, that France was going to win it, I wouldn't have picked this way. You know, I wouldn't have picked, no. you know, you know, so good defensively and just so lucky, you know, up forward. Like, I didn't think this would be the way it'd go. Particularly with so many, like, weapons going forward as well. Um, yeah, you would have thought they would have put a bit of a better performance. But, hey, they won the World Cup and, you know, good on them. I was most displeased because I had a bet for Griezmann to be the first scorer in the final. Oh, and Benny, it looked for Benny. a second when it, when it initially went in, I celebrated because I, I didn't see that there'd been a touch. I thought it had just kind of found its way into the net. And uh, yeah, I was pretty miffed. I was a bit worried when that goal went in as well. I thought, you know, for us to have a really good game that Croatia would have to score first and then mm. for France to come out of their shells and then it be the other, going the other way. But it was a good game. And then Perisic... Just a, what a lovely finish, you know, oh. just continuing continuing his form from that semi-final. Magical touch. Yeah. Magical touch, you know, the ball floated from Modric out wide, you know, Croatia won those headers, and then just the touch, finish, bang, one all, was brilliant. I mean, the lead up to this game, though, Croatia were always chasing the game, weren't they? I think they, they played probably, was it three extra time games? So in, in essence, they played an extra game um, more than what France did, so... Um, yeah, a day's them. less break as well. Yeah, yeah. So it was just amazing. And yet they controlled the game for large periods. So I think that just kind of sums up the maybe reactive nature of France. They were happy to sit back and, and kind of take yeah. roll like roll with the punches and then you know like op- open up when they you know open up Croatia when they needed to. I uh, won't talk much about third goal nothing there. No, uh, no. Not, not much. Just, uh, you know, referee, you know. Just your something. standard VAR just, Oh, yeah. yeah. Happens every time, every World Cup final, doesn't it? I mean, it's not the situation, or it's the situation that nobody wanted, wasn't it? VAR in the World Cup final, essentially deciding the, um, the momentum of the game, really. I said before the tournament, I was really worried VAR would have a big effect on, like, a big game, and... Yeah, you know, I'm vindicated. Uh, the fact that the referee took two minutes to, or whatever it was to look at the replay and decide that he'd made a clear and obvious error. If you have to look at something for two minutes, it's not clear and obvious error. If you look at it for like 30 seconds and say, yep, I've made an error. If you have to use all these different angles to try and work out if it was... You know, if you had made a mistake and it was a clear and obvious error, you know, but oh, I think with people do. misusing VAR, they just use it's like this is a typical referee thing to do, isn't it? It's just their own interpretation of the law of the game. The VAR states it's for clear and obvious errors, and the referee has decided I think that's a clear and obvious error because I've spent two minutes looking <laughs> at it and I think I can see why they wanted me to talk about it, so I'm going to get. Give it. Do you feel, Aaron? Do you feel? I, I that, think we should just bin it. Yeah. Ooh. I think we should just get rid of it. I think this is what referees or <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Self-referee games. Yeah, get the players a referee. No, I think we should just bin VAR. I, I just think this decision just shows that in a normal game that would have been let go, 
play on, one all, you know, it would have been much fairer. But because he looked at it and he looked at it, I swear, he looked at the replay, went to go on back in the pitch and, and then, then went he, back. Yeah, he did. He second guess, <laughs> a second <laughs> guess. It's ridiculous. He quadruple guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just so frustrating as a fan. You know, although Jez, in his defense, though, um, I mean, it, oh, everyone's are you, are you er, saying er, it's handball, er, yes? Oh, everyone's a bit miffed, and I'm saying no, it wasn't a handball because what was um, what was he meant to do? I think he was bringing uh, um, his TT. hand kind of yeah. back to his body, and I think he, the guy who out jumped him at the front post, I don't yeah. think it was was it Pogba. I think it may have been Pogba. Um, Matweedy, yeah. yeah. So Matweedy's beat him to the front post, and um, Perisic is right behind him. He, yeah. you know, yeah, he, he can't, no, he can't yeah. really see the ball because Matweedy's jumped. He has no clue it's coming in, and he brings his arm down as it, you know, as it kind of comes into his eye line, smashes him on the arm. What do you do? Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. You know, seriously, what and do you do? It, just, it's one of those things. Like people say, there's nothing in the rule book about. Oh, if you hand is away from your body it's all about intention i know it's not he didn't intentionally go out of his no, way he didn't. To, to in fact i think he kind of intended to try and move his arm out in, of the way yeah. so he didn't give um, away but but yeah just going back to the referee boys like the replays that you watch they just need to be in real time i think that you watch if all you these slow angles, it down it, it changes looks it. so much worse um and yeah this is just not what you want like it's just like we say, you know, it wasn't like a, a Maradona handball or a Thierry Henry <laughs> handball. It was, you know, but leading up to this decision, though, like we hadn't talked about VAR for what, a, yeah, week, a week and a half. The, the last, the knockout stages, I thought it had actually been used quite well. Yeah. So uh, I think to say... did to, not continue in the final. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But to say to get rid of it, I think we probably... Um, sorry, Aaron, but... I think we do need it, like nah, these it. clear and obvious decisions, but that's what it has to be. Just you put a 30 second limit on it. Um, if you can't make your decision after 30 seconds, um, yeah. I just think football is just so gray. Yeah. When you is. say clear and obvious, I just. It becomes an opinion rather than. Yeah, like, it's you an know, opinion. There's yeah. The, yeah. And, you know, like referees are only human and they're going to see things different ways. And that's the, that's the most frustrating thing because they get what. To one referee, that's probably like that's not a clear and obvious error. And then to last night's referee, it was, and it's just, it's just confusing. Like at the end of the night, we'd rather talk about the actual the football rather than the technology. And like we never want to talk about the refs because refs do a hard enough job. But we're sitting here discussing like a what I I think is a blunder by the referee. Yeah. Well, it would have been justice if uh, if Grisman missed it. We probably wouldn't be talking about it. If he'd missed it, justice uh, would have been I think served. we would because it was... Oh, not not to this degree, though. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've glossed over it a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, So, so France yeah. led 2-1 at half-time and then they went 3-1 up midway through the second half. Just as Croatia started to tire, perhaps the uh, previous games finally starting to have an effect on them. Pogba opened up the Croatian defence with a marvellous pass to Griezmann and oh, the, finished the, his the own nerve to, to actually... That was yeah, absolutely brilliant. You know, pass. he gets a lot of stick, but I think he's actually been quite good this tournament, Pogba. Maybe not one of their main men, but he was he was one of the better players last night for sure. Yeah, it's, um, it, so much was made when he moved to Manchester United. I think this performance last night sort of 
wound back the clock to his Juventus days. Um, yeah, he, very good game, I thought. There were some cheeky touches from Griezmann as well in the box, <laughs> you know, you know, keeping the ball up and then passing to Pogba. Um, Subisic unsighted, didn't move for the goal. Boys, did you think he could have done better or was it just a case of Modric being in the way? And Well, yeah, I think he took a slight uh, step to his left and that's when Pogba hit it to his right. So maybe that little left, yeah. Left it was step. it was a hard view for him yeah. to have, and a, a great finish by Pogba as well. It must be said, he, uh, yeah, he just it placed vintage, it in the vintage. corner. Yeah, that's great. Can you be vintage if you're not even in your prime? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that boy Killian made it four-one. Uh, he's just been an absolute star at this World Cup, hasn't he? Jess's husband. <laughs> oh yeah, my husband to be. I mean, it's um, it's the next generation, isn't it? Um, Ronaldo and Messi are probably past their prime now, and now we're passing the baton on to uh, Mbappe. And I know Dybala was a bit quiet, but I always thought that a couple of years ago he was going to be a, a star. And yeah, now now he's uh, it's his time to shine. Not for the first time in this pod, we're going to compare Mbappe to Pele. Yep. <laughs> uh, second teenager to score in a World Cup final. Mm-hmm. Just I've scored in a World Cup final on FIFA as like a 19-year-old. <laughs> 19, <does that>? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. I, yeah, maybe 12. I yeah, I would, yeah, I would. 2006 yeah. World Cup on on uh, PlayStation. I definitely scored in World Cup final. I would have been 12 <laughs> at the time. But, Where, but where's we'll, my we'll trophy? Put, yeah, we'll put your name next to Pele. Hey? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> no, I just want Killian's. <laughs> it's, oh. Does that? Does this mean uh, in you know 40 years' time, Mbappe is going to be selling Viagra to people, a la Pele? <laughs> uh, Maybe stop, stop slandering my husband, boys. Hair products, maybe like yeah. Los Figo. <laughs> I can see that happening as well. It was a uh, you know it was a great strike, but I thought once again Subasic was he just kind of watched it roll into the into the net. I maybe his hammy, you know, I, still feeling that his hammy. That was my that was kind of my worry. Like, is he is he maybe injured because he hasn't really made a decent fist of uh, either of the two goals France scored in the second half they were both from outside the penalty box as well so yeah you had to a lot of power he kind of took a couple of half steps and just decided he couldn't reach and maybe he wouldn't have reached it but you know you'd think you'd try yeah at least at least lunge for it he did make a good save earlier in the second half um, when Mbappe came flying down the wing Mm -hmm. and beat Vida Um, so you you know was he injured wasn't he injured if he was you know if he was injured you would have thought maybe you know, not play that game. You know, it's harder. You know, that was just it. after the. Uh, no, that was just before the uh, the pussy riot. The uh, the, <laughs> the uh, pitch invaders. That was so strange. I thought it was relatives of Peter Hoare for a second. <laughs> I was watching the TV and I'm. What is going on here? And yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what can you say? Yeah, some big fines coming their way, hey? Mbappe <laughs> high five one of them, which was quite funny. <laughs> Uh, I do think, of, yeah, they're they're spending some time in a uh, a gulag for sure. Uh, I players look quite miffed as well. I it was interesting though at when France scored those two goals to make it three one four one. That was the moment where Croatia finally looked tired. I thought up until that point they had been the better team, and yep. the better team had some somehow found themselves four one down. They controlled the midfield. Uh, France were just reactive as, you know, they have been all tournament and it's worked for them. Uh, but I thought Rakitic and Modric 
controlled that game. Brozovic was good as well. Perisic, uh, especially in the first half, was uh, fantastic on the wing. And they just looked, you know, Versalco uh, bombing on on wings in the first half especially was uh, really fun to watch. And Croatia, for me, played the more enterprising football in that game. Uh, but it was one small period where they switched off and France were just clinical. Probably at 10 minutes. That's a mark of yeah. a good good game, of a good team rather, isn't it? Yeah. You know, they're yeah. maybe on the ropes for it and then they get two chances and put them both in and that's the World Cup. Yeah, against the flow, I think. Uh, oh, what was the possession count, Aaron? Um, it was 65% to Croatia and Croatia completed 529 passes to France. 85. Yeah. Oh, so I just couldn't. I didn't realize it was that lopsided. Yeah, yeah just completely dominated the ball. Um, but when you look at the chances, um, France had seven shots, and um, all of those were on target. There was one blocked shot, but yeah. all of them were on target. Um, when you compare that to um, Croatia, who had 14, 14 shots and only 30% um, percent target, yeah. shot accuracy so when you look at how good france when they do have those chances they just take them clinical that's what that's what you need it looked dead and gone for croatia and then hugo loris uh, decided to channel his inner uh champions league final with uh it was an absolute throwback to old Matt carrius wasn't it oh you asked us to do our team of the tournament last night, Ben. And did and you I, have Lloris? Well, I did, and I thought that was I put the marker on him by putting him in goals. Uh, but yeah, what do, you, what do you say? What was he trying to do anyway? Be, go around him, make, <laughs> make him make uh, uh, Mario look like a fool. Yeah, but, but yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's Super Mario, you know. Yeah, there's long legs, and yeah, um, you just when he scored that goal, you thought, yeah, game back on, boys. Um, but yeah, sort of France just did their thing and. Just went back and compact at the back, and yeah. you wonder if Croatia hadn't played so many minutes, you know, leading up to this game, whether or not they would have kicked on in that last, you know, twenty-minute period. But they just looked gone. Uh, they had a couple of chances. I think Rakitic had the best chance with that, with a left-footed shot. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, they didn't really. The crossing too much. really suffered. You know, they were they were getting in good areas, but they uh, the cross. Loris was just dealing with the crosses all mm-hmm. too well. And uh, yeah, have, that that was it really. Um, they didn't. It was really sad to see Croatia, you know, lose in that manner. Because I thought for a long, for large periods of that game, they were the better team. But just two lapses of concentration, two slightly suspect goals, and France are world champions. They'll be hurting today, those players. But I think they should feel pretty proud of what they've achieved in this tournament. They wouldn't have been one of the teams that you thought would have reached the final you know underdogs you know with all everyone's talked about the population you know four million mm-hmm. but you know to reach the final you know and to perform so you know perform well yeah in that final you know to take it to france i should feel really proud you, you think from now you know croatia have this stepping stone to to build on um this golden generation probably a lot of them won't be making the next world cup but at least they've got a foundation now um, further Euros, maybe yeah, in a couple right. of years. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they've got to be considered the favourites, provided Luka Modric doesn't get thrown in jail for perjury. But we'll get <laughs> that, that's another podcast entirely. Um, I mean, speaking of Euros, I think France have also exercised their demons of two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, they Pogba admitted they thought they'd won the tournament. You know, tournament before they even played Portugal. This time around, you know, he 
after that semi-final, Pogba spoke to all the players and said, you know, we haven't done anything. We haven't won anything. And, you know, it paid off this time. They actually, you know, well, didn't play champagne football, yeah. but they took the chances. Yeah. The end of tournament awards were also announced overnight. Luka Modric with the Golden Ball for Player of the Tournament. Kylian Mbappe with the Golden Boy Award for Best Young Player. Thibaut Courtois, well, blah, let me start that again. Thibaut Courtois <laughs> from Belgium. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Try saying Thibaut Courtois 10 times quickly. Mm, nah, it's all yours, man. <laughs> all yours. <laughs> Not touching that one. Uh, Courtois, anyway, won the Golden Glove Award. Did you boys think they were fair? Yeah, most of them, yeah. Uh, Hugo Lloris, uh, probably a bit hard done by. I reckon if these awards... I, don't, I think it's a bit unclear how these awards are when they are awarded, but maybe if they are awarded after the game, Lloris maybe shot himself in the foot because I thought it was really good throughout the tournament. Um, but yeah, no, you can't say no one deserved their their award. Yeah, I agree with Lloris. You know, he came up with some clutch saves against um, Uruguay and Belgium as well yeah, yeah. in the quarterfinals and semifinals. So for me, I think he was the best goalkeeper. And he made a couple of good stops last night. Apart from the uh, the obvious error, yeah, the yeah. brain fade, uh, Modric as well. You know, I think we spoke about it. You know, in, in the pods leading up um, to this one, that we thought that Modric was the favourite, mm-hmm. and it turned I, out to be that way. I think he deserves it. He's been phenomenal all tournament. Although I did find it weird. I had I went on to one of my betting apps last night, boys, just to see if I could find a cheeky bet. You'd be interested to know that Kylian Mbappe was the favourite on my particular sporting bet app to win the golden ball i think it was like a dollar 80 or something and luka modric was three dollars that's easy money i thought what is going on easy money on modric and yeah i woke up a a winner boys do we need to discuss the third fourth playoff at all it happened there were happened belgium won that's it yeah (laughs) danny rose's socks had holes in that's it um (laughs) I thought it was interesting that the final was better than the third and fourth playoff. Normally, it's, not, it's yeah. the other way around. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. Normally, that uh, normally the third, fourth playoffs, the free flowing one, and the final is cagey. But it was really the other way around. Look, mm. it was football on a Saturday night, boys. You know, yeah, what's what's like, they better to do really? Yeah, I mean, for for us, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> at home watching football. <laughs> yeah, um, I think Belgium deserved it though. It's um, it's probably the one that got away from Belgium this tournament. They'll be ruining their chances. Um, yeah, I think third is pretty. They'll be happy with third, I think. Um, but they would have definitely liked to have gone all the way. But yeah, it's a def- good, it's a good achievement. You yeah, know, third. It's nothing to be uh, sniffed at. Yeah, it's um, it's a building block for them. They'll be uh, sort of raring to go at the Euros in a couple of years' time. So, yeah. Well done. And Harry Kane also won the golden boot. I forgot to mention that earlier, but... Yeah. A cu- cu- couple of penalties, though. Um, that, playing that, Panama yeah. and Tunisia, they probably were half a goal. Goals each. against Panama should count as half, right? <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, right. And that flick goal, like, can you claim that? The one he didn't even know about and looked embarrassed to be... <laughs> exactly. You can't, you can't count goals that you feel embarrassed by, you know, scoring. They shouldn't count. We've actually uh, come up with some of our own awards, uh, which we're going to give out. Uh, some of them are similar to the World Cup ones, the FIFA official ones, and others we've kind of come up with ourselves. Uh, if any of the winners are listening, feel free to drop us a line and we'll organise you, uh, organise <laughs> to send your prize to you. 
Um, so the first one, the it's time for some game theory plate for best game. Aaron, what did you have? France th- four, Argentina three. For Very me, nice. this was a perfect time slot. I think time slot comes into it as well <laughs> for me. Um, I know, I think there's another game you guys are going to probably mention that was a 2 a.m., a bit late for me. Yeah. So okay. this was a perfect time, perfect game. You know, lots of goals, lots of quality goals. That Pavard goal, that Di Maria goal, it was entertaining. Mbappe's run it. for Mbappe's the run. His pace in that game was just incredible. So for me, that's my, my favorite. Very nice. I had Portugal three, Spain three. Um, you had the GOAT, Ronaldo scoring a hat-trick on one side. And on the other side, you had Diego Costa sort of going almost punch for punch with him. Um, and yeah, so much was made up. If it in was that... Costa, I wouldn't be surprised if it was literally well, punch, punch for as punch. Well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so much was made to lead up for the game as well with Spain, um, Spain's coach ditching them right before the, the tournament started. And we thought, oh, maybe Spain's campaign was going to spiral into the depths of hell. But... You know, three all against Portugal. Um, yeah, Ben. Uh, I probably I would have also gone with France for Argentina three. That was an absolute cracker of a game. It had a uh, almost as you know the fi- the final was just kind of missing a bit more. You know, it's weird. We were talking about how the final had almost everything, and uh, I still don't think it was quite as good as that game, which was absolutely madness. Spain and Portugal early in the tournament was absolutely brilliant. I thought Spain were going to go on and win it. Uh, even though they'd sacked their coach, I thought they looked marvellous in that game and they were just, you know, Ronaldo happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one word, Ronaldo. Shout out to uh, Belgium 3, Japan 2, which was another yeah. absolutely brilliant game. Uh, especially that, se- that second half was probably the half of the tournament for me. Just absolutely uh, Absolute madness, wasn't it? And heartbreak for the Japanese as well. Moving on, we now have the Santiago Munez medal for best goal. Jeremy, what did you have? I've got Pavard's volley, boys. I think we spoke about it before, just the the dip and the swerve. Um, Oh, boys, I could watch it all day. Um, I'm going to go a goal in a game that you just mentioned, Spain-Portugal. You mentioned the best goal in the game, Nacho's goal. Had you not mentioned that? Uh, Yeah, just another lovely volley. Um, Just beautiful. Just loved it. How about you, Ben? I'm also going for Benjamin Pavard. I believe that's the connect pronunciation. Do we have uh, Lucy Zelich? uh, (laughs) I've been listening to Philippe Auclair on The Guardian, and he actually Mm. pronounced it this morning, Benjamin Pavard. We'll run with that, hey? Uh, yeah, that was, you know, couldn't split Nacho and uh, Pavar by much, but I think Pavar just wins it. Having said that, shout out to um, the Colombian player whose name now escapes me, um, who made a super, who almost scored the goal of the tournament had Jordan Pickford not intervened. Yeah, I know the, I know the one you're talking about. If he's, if he's scored, we know his name. Yes. <laughs> but because he didn't. He didn't but so. he didn't, so. Yeah. Uh, moving on, the Dutch Commemorative Cup for best team implosion. I think this one's quite obvious, but I believe Aaron will... It's Germany, right? I feel <laughs> under so much pressure. It's Germany imploding against South Korea. In the end. It's Germany imploding against everyone, really. Yeah. Almost, you know, they nearly imploded against Sweden and were rescued. Uh, imploded against Mexico, imploded against South Korea. It was fun to watch because I thought, I I do agree though, that South Korea game 
because South Korea were not good. They were terrible. They were absolutely terrible. And to lose, to for them to beat Germany 2-0 just tells you how bad Germany were. Well, admittedly, like in extra time though. But yeah, you still take the win. Although I knew that the Germany games were going to be mentioned. So I went a little bit different. I went with England versus Croatia. I thought England maybe sort of imploded a little bit. They were up 1-0 and Harry Kane had the perfect opportunity to go 2-0 up. It wasn't an implosion per se. That but was actually a that was actually a save. I'm not sure if anyone's seen yeah, yeah, just the video. A, a little uh, clip. That where that moment where Harry Kane was one on one with Subasic and his shot was saved and then he hit he seemingly hit the post with a rebound. If you look at this slow motion replay, Subasic comes out of nowhere and his foot actually deflects it onto the post. Yeah. So if he's maybe half a half a second later in getting there, maybe England do go two 0 up. Maybe England go to the final and maybe football is on its way home now. Who knows? Oh, Real. They'd be loving that. Bit of a sliding doors moment, isn't it? I want to mention Spain as well. Their implosion against Russia. Oh, God. Yeah, that yeah. was terrible. For, for me, that was. It was just a, a slow implosion. Funny, we have all this possession, but we're not up on the scoreboard. What should we do to rectify this? Shall we have a shot on goal? Shall we create a chance? No, let's just keep it in midfield. We'll pass it backwards. Pass and pass and pass. That was. Yeah, I've. I've never. It was one of those games where you just wanted to see the better team win. Uh, rather, you wanted to see the bigger team lose because they had just been so bad and did not deserve to go through. And credit to Russia for, you know, they didn't play great that game, but, you know, I they, thought... They did the job. They did their job. Uh, we now have the Joey Barton brass knuckles for best individual <laughs> moment of madness. Um. I've been a big defender of uh, goalkeepers all tournament boys, but Willie Caballero, that little golf chip, what was he thinking? Just yeah, uh, big Willie, uh, <laughs> big Willie, put it away, big Willie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys, I want to mention Australia, so I'm going to go Umtiti's handball just because I want to. We haven't talked about Australia in weeks. <laughs> Did we play in this tournament? <laughs> I forget. Uh, you know, gifting us that penalty. We thank you, MTD. He, yeah, that was. I would have. Uh, my choice was uh, also Willie Caballero, but as Jeremy was saying, I did think actually Titties was almost as bad. Mm-hmm. And the fact after he's like, "What did I do? Yeah, what did I he do?" Punched boys? the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you marked the ball, AFL. It's style. like he. Yeah. It was like VAR hadn't kind of imposed itself on the tournament yet, and he'd kind of forgot it existed. And then was like, "Oh wait, hang on, there's videos for that now." Bugger. Can't get away with that. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! We also have our final award, the Yogi Law Golden Cardigan for Best Fashion Sense, which goes to the Best Dressed Manager. And I think I know what the answer is going to be, but... Oh, I feel like under a lot of pressure, guys, you're looking at me. Uh, <laughs> Gareth Southgate? Oh, here oh. it is. Here he is, boys. Yeah. I mean... It wasn't. There was no right or wrong answer. It was just your opinion. <laughs> uh, I, I felt like there was a right answer. It, oh, was, it no. was Gareth. Yep. Um, yeah, the man that sparked a trend, you know. Waistcoats. Yeah, the waistcoat trend, you know, incredible. Uh, now we move on to our team of the tournament. We've all watched our fair share of games and we've all picked our best 11 players from the tournament. Aaron, would you like to give us yours? Yeah, do me to just roll through all yep. of them. Yep. Okay, so in goals, I had um, Lloris, you know, despite the brain fade. 
left back was the hardest position, boys. I don't know how you felt as well. Yeah. I just went with Hernandez, you know, part of a really strong defense. Um, also had Varane and Umtiti. Right back, Trippier. In midfield, I had Pogba, Kante, Modric. And up, up forward, I had Hazard, Griezmann, and Bape. You'll notice I don't have Kane. That's probably my biggest call. I put Griezmann ahead of Kane. So you had Hazard in there as well? Yes. Hazard, Griezmann, and Bape. Yeah. Um, I've gone for a, a 4-1-3-2, boys. I thought, again, Lloris was really good in goals. Um, up until last night, I thought he was clearly the best goalkeeper all tournament. Um, bit like you, Aaron. Hernandez and Varane in, uh, in, in defense. Not much you could really fault for them. I thought Mina of Colombia was really good as well. He scored three goals. Um, three goals in four games. That's worth a, a mention. Um, right back was between Trippier and Pavard. And I've gone Trippier um, simply for that goal that he scored, that dead ball. He was um, arguably was so England's best player at World Cup. Even yeah. in that third, fourth playoff, he was the one player who kind of moved and looked like he wanted to make something happen. That's right. That's right. Um, and I've got Kante screening the the back four he's just an absolute workhorse um just runs all day probably got a little bit tired last night and when Nzonzi came on um I thought Nzonzi did a really good job but Kante all tournament boys um they've gone Hazard Modric and Mbappe I mean oh what do you say just look at those names and up forward I've got two Lukaku and Kane um the two leading goal scorers of the tournament I'm guessing you're not planning on defending. No, no, nah, no. Nah. Just attack, 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 boys. If you think Jeremy's team is uh, attacking, wait till you see mine. I've <laughs> gone uh, Hugo Lloris in goal. Yeah. Uh, I've gone three centre-backs. Rafael Varane, who I thought was magnificent all-tournament uh, and France's best defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, also gone uh, Diego Godin from Uruguay, who yep. I thought was really solid all-tournament, uh, part of a very strong Uruguayan defense uh toby alderweireld from belgium uh denied us the best goal of eric dyer's career in the third (laughs) fourth playoff and that was enough to put him in if dyer had scored that have jumped off the couch that was that would have been one of the best goals i've seen from someone who had no right to be doing that just i never thought i'd use the word slalom and eric dyer in the same sentence but that was what he did uh but alderweireld was uh fantastic all tournament uh, i've always been a big fan of him and uh, he proved me right uh holding midfield i've gone ngolo kante uh who was you know shut down messi against argentina uh messi couldn't shake that tag uh central midfield i've gone luka modric and ivan rakitic for two croatians modric player of a tournament for me rakitic uh doesn't get maybe applauded modric does but a very important player and we saw you know I thought he was good last night and I thought he was very good against England in terms of just uh, wrestling back control of a game attacking midfield I've gone Eden Hazard who was uh, Belgium's best player at this tournament and is an absolute joy to watch right wing I've gone a bit of a wild card it's not your man Kyrie Irving Lozano I'd almost put him in but it's Denis Sheryshev from yeah. Russia. Whoa. Who, worth the mention. He had, a, he had a very good tournament. He scored... Was it him who scored that absolute yeah, worldie against Croatia? Yeah. yeah. Um, he scored one against Croatia as well. He scored one first game, right? He scored a couple in the first yeah, game. Yeah, a couple in the first. That was yeah. so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he really impressed me all tournament. He's... 
surely bound for a move to a bigger club. Uh, and he was kind of, you know, Russia said they didn't really have any stars going in. They didn't have anyone to give him hope. And I think Chadashev, uh in the prime of his career, has shown he's an absolute star. Yep. Uh, on the other wing, Kylian Mbappe, uh, hard to leave the golden boy out. And up front, Romelu, Luke, Romelu Lukaku over Harry Kane. I thought the first four games of a tournament uh, where Harry Kane scored six goals, I thought he was magnificent, not just in scoring. You know, people talk about... Uh, you know, his goals were a bit fortunate. Two headers against Tunisia where he was unmarked. Uh, three penalties, two of which were uh, absolutely sublime. Uh, and, you know, the the other uh, the other goal, if you can call it that, against... The embarrassment. Yeah. Against yeah. Uh, Panama. Uh, and then he had a penalty against Colombia. But first four games were his hold-up play, his linking with the midfield, his link play with Sterling... His passing in the final third, his movement in the final third was absolutely brilliant, absolutely world class. And even if Lukaku had, you know, had scored the six goals and Kane maybe had the four, I probably would have gone with Kane off the basis of those four games. But those last two games, Kane didn't play as well as he had. I, maybe it was a bit of fatigue. Maybe he, I thought he may have got injured against yeah. Colombia. He just didn't look the same player against Sweden or Croatia or even in the third, fourth playoff against Belgium. He kind of looked very... He played very deep, didn't he? He just didn't get He did, and then the against game. Belgium, uh, against Croatia, rather, he dropped, he dropped deeper and deeper and he was further away from goal and he was just a bit reactive. And I think, you know, he's, he's still only 24, which is incredible uh he's already you know i think he's the best striker in the world i don't think he was the best striker of this tournament because i think lukaku uh just did a bit more kind of over every game even though he scored less and that's why he gets the nod as striker it's interesting that um kane and lukaku uh both had quite ends to the tournament as well i Mm. thought um lukaku was uh you know a bit poor in that semi-final and then the third place playoff as well and likewise for kane as well he had a pretty quiet end you know they scored the majority of the goals in the group stage you know against weaker opposition when it came down to it they didn't really fire too much you may remember if you've been following and listening since the start of a tournament we had a special prediction system Rather than read ours out all on air, we wrote them down, added them to a secret envelope, and by envelope I mean a small JB Hi-Fi plastic bag, <laughs> uh, which I sealed up, and now we're finally going to unveil our pre-tournament predictions, and I'm undoubtedly laugh at just how wrong we all got it. So, I will start with uh, the members of the podcast who are not here. Basically, so we can laugh at them. Yeah, yeah laugh pretty much. back. Um, yeah, and sh- shout out to the other boys who have contributed throughout the podcast as well. It's been very fun, uh, sort of, yeah, having a laugh and, and talking some football with you boys. Commiserations to uh, our resident Croatian, Louis Granic, who is uh, no doubt eating ice cream out of a tub today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sean Fry, uh, the man who predicted Russia to be the worst host of all time, <laughs> did get off the uh, ended start, up making the quarterfinals. Uh, so he had winner and runner-up. His winner was Germany. His oh, runner-up was Spain. Oh, dear. Didn't go well. Uh, no. Golden ball, David De Gea. Top Go- scorer, Golden Diego ball. Costa. Bit of a theme recurring here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Best young player slash breakout performer, Kyrie Herving Lozano. 
Yep. No, in call. brackets, he said, thanks, FIFA, for alerting me to the presence. Yeah, that. Yep. No, uh, very good call. That is a good call, though. Lozano was very good and a bit stiff to miss out my team of a tournament. I've, it was a joy to watch him. Mm-hmm. Biggest underachievers, Brazil. As a case, maybe they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they yeah. looked. They kind of never really got hit top stride, and then I thought they'd beat Belgium, and then Belgium overran them. Uh, so not a bad call. Yeah, because, no, you would have yeah. thought. Well, Brazil would have thought that they'd be making at least the semis. So, yeah, good call. Biggest overachievers, England. Oh, great call! Great call! Cracking call! Count counters that Russia call that he made, so yeah. it balances nah, out. No, nah, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. Almost does. Uh, and now we move on to Louis Granich. Uh, he picked Brazil as his winner. Uh, yeah, that didn't Unlucky. go too well. Unlucky. His runner-up went even worse because it was Germany. Yeah, yeah. What can you say? There's a about theme Germany? here with Germany, boys. Yeah, with yeah. Gonna make us all. How dare they? Golden Ball was one of his favourite players, Antoine Griezmann, who yeah. was, was alright. I think yeah. he was third in the I, voting. Really? Yeah. I didn't think he was that good. I think he, <laughs> I know, he was alright. I mean, he, he, he played was, well in the final. He played well in the final. Yeah, he was but man he was, match in the final. How many, I mean, we talk about Harry Kane unfit. Like people complain about Harry Kane unfairly winning the Golden Boot because he scored three penalties. Well, Griezmann scored three penalties, didn't he? Yeah. Top scorer, another one of Louis' favourite players, Thomas Muller. Who Thomas Muller? Scored... Did he score any? No. <laughs> <laughs> the breakout player for him was uh, Milinkovic Savic from Serbia, who, to be fair, actually looked fantastic when I did see him play. Uh, unfortunately, Serbia didn't get too far, but I, you know, he, uh, he was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Underachievers, Belgium. Mm-hmm. Nah. <laughs> yeah, put a cross against that. Overachievers. Hrvatska. That's Croatia. Bang uh, on. Bang yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, they were a very good team. You know, you could always make the case that they didn't uh, they didn't overachieve because they deserved to, you know, very good enough team on paper to be in the final. Uh, I mean, after all was said and done though, boys, like France's side of the draw was an absolute monster to get through. The other side was probably a bit easier. Yeah, so, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. We now move on to Stuart Horton. Winner, Brazil. Yep, cross who would have beat Germany 3-1 in the final. Oh, cross there. Sorry, Stu. He said Isco would have been the top scorer. He scored none, I think. He said the golden ball, maybe it should be renamed the golden roll, Neymar. <laughs> yeah, rumour has it he's still rolling. You can get so many things, predictions wrong when you stick to one theme, That's can't right, you? yeah. Young best young player he said would have been Gabriel Jesus, who was not very good at this tournament. <laughs> no, well, he, uh, no. Stu crucified him, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, his underachievers were Russia and Belgium. Belgium with in brackets quarterfinal at best uh, and underachieving is underachieving for Belgium. Neither of those happened. Mm-hmm. Overachievers. Egypt and Peru, both who failed to make it out of a group stage. <laughs> so stupid. He was yeah. very... He, I do remember him saying earlier in the tournament, he was very high on Egypt uh, in the lead-up to the tournament. And I was kind of on board, but I also felt that, you know, there, were, there was one good team in Group A, and that was Uruguay, and the others were... Yeah, put would a go out. The others yeah. would all 
go out of round of 16, which isn't what happened, but, you know, it yeah. looked pre-tournament like they would. Uh, so, Stu, now we'll move on to our own. We'll start with Aaron because I have it up here on my phone. Aaron, who did you predict to win? Spain. Yeah, How'd that work out for you? <laughs> uh, not well. And I had them beating Germany. So, yeah, not well at all. Yeah. Um, do you want me to roll through the you rest? Sh- yes, yep. do it. Yep. Golden ball, I had uh, David De Gea. You'll notice there's a theme very, very similar to Sean's. We were chatting about this on the group chat last night. Mm-hmm. Top scorer, I had Neymar. Best young player, I had Kyrie Herving Lozano. Biggest overachievers, Poland. That's one I crickets. really, yeah, really want to take back. Yep. Um, yeah. And then um, biggest underachievers, Argentina, which yeah. good point. debatable. No, debatable. no I'd good say call. that's bang on. I think they were trash. And, yeah. you know, they lost 4-3 to France, but didn't really do much in that game was, to warrant scoring three goals. It was flattering, you know. Yeah. And, uh, the, one, deflection, the one deflection, one super goal. And... Uh, yeah, very lucky to get into the knockout stages as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There was a there's a time there's a point there where I thought they wouldn't get through. Yes. Yeah. I've got so, this absolutely mm, correct, but yeah. you know it's debatable between them and Germany. Yeah. Germany probably you know are the biggest underachievers, you know, being champions. Yeah. But yeah. Argentina were not good at this tournament. Yeah. No. Well, which sort of brings it on to my predictions. Winner, read it, boys. What does the winner say? France. Yeah. So I can't quite read that. Oh, so. Yeah, that's France. France. So, uh, why does that say Panama? <laughs> <laughs> um, runner-ups, I had Argentina. Oh, that's, yeah, let me that's down. a and, shocker. Yeah. And again, with the golden ball, I thought Messi was going to do well. So he went out with a whimper. Um, had top goal scorers Lukaku. I thought with the top goal scorer. He came scorer, close. Yeah, he came, came close. close. It was going to be one big player who was, whose team was going to go deep in the tournament. I thought particularly with Lukaku, he almost got there. Um, young player, Rita Aaron. Um, it's another Panama player. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's Mbappe. Mbappe. It says yeah. Mbop, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> um, yeah. 19 years old. What can you say, guys? He'll be a star for the next 10 years. I had underachievers as Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. I think a few people did yeah. come into this tournament, but they well and truly washed away. Yeah. And overachievers had Iceland. He did yeah. not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did knockout stages. So, they yeah. weren't. They weren't bad. They got a point off Argentina, but then Argentina were trash. We're so trash maybe yeah, Iceland so were also. I think bad. Australia would have gotten a point out of Argentina. So, yeah. So uh, last but not and, least, and my ben. my predictions. Some of them are really good. I'm pretty happy with winner Spain. That one wasn't very good. No. Runner up France. Yeah. Close. Yeah. yeah. Close. We'll, we'll give it to you. Top scorer Thomas Muller. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, I also put money on Timo Werner to uh, <laughs> win the golden boot, and he didn't score either. Oh, so, how much was he would have been paying? Like two hundred dollars or something? No, he yeah, he was. I think he was top scorer at the Confederation Cup last year. He had yeah, a good was season. He, he, he was had, gonna. He was Germany's striker. Like, he was. Yeah. Yeah. He and he's still quite young as well. And I think yeah, yeah. a lot of people thought he this would be his tournament breakout or young player, Kylian Mbappe. Yeah, good call by me. Underachiever, Argentina. Another good call by me. Yeah. Overachiever. Poland. Not so much. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Benny, we both had Poland. But oh. yeah, I'm never trusting Poland in a major tournament again. Yeah. I should have talked yeah. to my Polish friends before the tournament. Uh, yeah. I mean, guidance on that one. We do have a Polish friend. Uh, shout out to uh, Wojciech if you are listening. <laughs> 
you can't win tournaments off of one player. So yeah, I think that's yeah. you know. Well, I mean, Maradona, nine eighty-six. Yeah, but it's the goat though. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of the best players to. I think take it's the just so hard. You know, this tournament's proved. You know. Ronaldo and Messi and Lewandowski, you know, those type of players, you know, brilliant players. But when you don't have, you know, the, the players around them and the right yeah. kind of system, yeah, it, it won't come you together. Can, yeah. As good as Ronaldo was, he tried to drag Portugal through like he did the Euros, but yeah, on the world stage, you can't do it. And on that note, that's it. It's over. Podcast is Dunsky. Uh, a big thank you to everyone involved from... Uh, Christian and Matt at the Football Sack have been tremendous support. Uh, everyone who's been involved, Sean Fry, Stuart Horden, Louis Gradich have all been great when they've been on. Uh, uh, also to you, the listeners, thank you so much. Uh, we're pleased we had a consistent number of listeners each pod and it does make us feel very good to know uh, someone other than our parents were listening. <laughs> Shout out to my mum. <laughs> who downloaded about 20, 20, 20 times, 20 times what, each episode. Yeah. It helped with the ratings. Yeah, <laughs> it did. Uh, yeah, thank you for all the support we've received for our tournament. Thanks for following us and rating us on iTunes and Podbean. Uh, it honestly means a lot. Um, and yeah. A, and a big shout out to Perth Music House as well for, yes, for the hospitality. Um, came to, a, to our aid in, in time of need. And uh, yeah, if guys are in Perth, you ever need any help with any musical stuff and or podcasting recording yeah. uh, great studios check out great facilities the Perth Music House in Highgate uh, very friendly staff and uh, great to work with on that note boys I think it's time to say goodbye I'm no, feeling pretty emotional guys yeah. you know the tournament's over we got to wait this time we have to wait more than four years yeah, four basically four and a half four and a half, and a half years yeah. what are you what are you guys planning on doing uh, in, are you guys going to get some sleep what are you going to do at night or are you just are you too much in is your sleeping schedule put off too much? That you, this is just for new normal now. I'm just going to sit here and wait for the next tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you four and a half years. In yeah. four years, okay. Start putting out, start thawing out, Aaron. <laughs> we start working on your predictions as well, Aaron. I think some, <laughs> some of those could do with a bit of improving. Don't tip Poland. <laughs> That's my <laughs> prediction. Never tip Poland. Euros come around. Don't tip. Don't, Poland. don't get on bandwagon. And uh, for the last time this tournament, it's goodbye from me. Au revoir. See you guys. Alles, let's do it.